Good morning. I think I have two Bibles, but trust me, I'm not going to preach two messages. <laughs> yeah, when I say a joke, I expect you to laugh. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so excited to be with you this morning, to worship with you. Um, and we are so thankful and uh, blessed by the way you have welcomed us as the voices of Zambia. Uh, it's just amazing how God is using you just to... To, to bring us here back and uh, to continue being in fellowship with you. And I'm so humbled to stand before you to share the, the word of God. And uh, before we go into the word of God, uh, let's bow our heads and pray. Father, we thank you, Jehovah God, for this opportunity you have given us to hear from your word. Father, may you speak to us and... Uh, May you open our hearts so that we may listen and put into practice what you want us to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, today we are going to talk uh, um, about the, the man who was one of the best leaders in the Old Testament. And uh, this man has been used in, uh, in many ways to uh, teach the principles of leadership. To many people, he sets a very good example of what a leader must do. And um, in approaching such a passage where we are talking about a leader, most of us, we get like cut off and we think this is for leaders. But I want to tell you this morning that every Christian is a leader in one way or the other. So this message is as important as it is to everyone who is a leader. So as Christians, we are all leaders because we are all called to go and make disciples of all nations. So if, do I have any Christian in here? I'm one of the Christians. Yeah, yeah. it's good to know, to know the people you are talking to because I can say we are all Christians. The people are Muslims. Yeah. Yeah. But just the look of things, I can see uh, Christ in you and uh, the way uh, I've seen li- living your lives in just a short period of time I've been with you. I've seen Christ working in you. And I just want to challenge us this morning from the book of Nehemiah. It's uh, because of the Americans, I'll call it Nehemiah, but back home we call it Nehemiah. Yeah, so because the Americans have outnumbered you guys, <laughs> I'll use Nehemiah. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to read... Just a few verses because it's uh, quite a long passage, but I'm going to read uh, from verse 2 to verse 4, then I'll jump and read uh, verse 11 of uh, chapter 1 of the book of Nehemiah. So the Bible declares the, uh, from verse 2, Hanani, one of my brothers, came with certain men from Judah, and I asked them concerning the Jews who escaped, who had survived the exile, and concerning Jerusalem. And they said to me, The remnant there in the province who had survived the exile is in great trouble and shame. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down, and its gates are destroyed by fire. As soon as I heard these words, 
I sat down and wept for days, and I continued fasting and praying before the God of heaven. And I, I think I'll, I'll stop from this four, then I'll jump to uh, 11. This, um, this time Nehemiah was praying. This is the prayer of Nehemiah after receiving the, the, the news or the report concerning the people in Jerusalem. And he continues saying, O Lord, let your, your ear be attentive to the prayer of your servant and to the prayer of your servants who delights to fear your name and give success to your servant today and grant him mercy in the sight of the man. Now I was a cup a cup bearer to the king. This Nehemiah was one of the Jews who was born in while in Babylon. All these people were in captivity in Babylon. And his job is kind of is it was a dangerous job, but it's also it was also a good job because you you taste the food before the king tastes. And um, he was in a place where the place is, uh, when you go to a palace, a palace is the most secured place in the, in the kingdom. And this was where Nehemiah was working. And next, seated to the table with the king. He was seated with the king, very comfortable. And the reports comes to him to say, these people who have survived the exile and have gone back to Jerusalem, they're in great trouble. They're in great trouble. They, they don't have security. They are vulnerable. And that touched the heart of Nehemiah. And he wept. He was touched. And he wept. He was concerned about the well-being of the people of God. He was concerned about the state. Because this time, the wars were more like the protection to other nations who could come and maybe come and just sweep them away or have the war against them. And when you don't have the fence and the gates, it's very easy for the enemy to come and to just come and sweep you away. These people, mind you, they are just coming from the time when they were swept to go into Babylon. And they are back, and they don't have security again. They were vulnerable to anyone who can again arise and want to sweep them away. This is Nehemiah. He is concerned about these people who are vulnerable to the attacks of the enemies. And he prays to God. And after praying... He takes an action and goes, leads some of the people who are still in captivity, go and build the walls. And if you read very well, if you go through the, the history of uh, the walls of Jerusalem, they were very tall and very thick, most somewhere 39 feet tall. And... Uh, Two meters, like the, 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 the thickness of the wall. Very thick, such that it's hard for someone to get in. 
as the security of the city of Jerusalem, the chosen nation of God. That's what Nehemiah was thinking about. These people are not, they are not secure. They are vulnerable. They're going to be swept away. He's concerned. I bring to you a report today from Africa and from Asia and from all over the world that there are people who have given their lives to Jesus Christ but they don't have the walls. They have not grown in faith and they are vulnerable to any message that can come to them that is not the true message. They are still babies and they want such a Nehemiah from us to rise and bow down to God and take a step to go and disciple them, to go and build their wars, even as we are also in the process of building our wars. But there are people who are more desperate and they need to be discipled. There are a lot of gospels that are going on there. And there are a lot of philosophies that are being proclaimed such that if they don't have the wars, they'll easily penetrate to them and they'll be swept away again just like they were in the sins. And they'll continue living a life that they lived before receiving Jesus Christ. So this time, I'm challenging each one of us could you be that Nehemiah today that you can go before God and ask God that he can guide and grant you everything that you need for you to go and reach out to all those people who are vulnerable. And there are also people who have not yet gotten out of Babylon. They are still in sin. Are you going to be such a person like Nehemiah who is going to lead those people out of Babylon and go to, go to the face of God, go to the kingdom of God? Are you going to be such a Nehemiah today? Are you concerned about the people? Are you so comfortable sitting on the king's table such that you cannot consider the people who are back there, vulnerable. Would you be such a Nehemiah today? May God bless you as well.